Are you ready? Oh, oh. Hey, here we go. <laughs> hey! <laughs> End of the season! Woo! Final episode of season three! ASMR. I that poor. ASMR. Ooh. Oh. Ching ching. <laughs> just pour it all over my MacBook. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We did it. You like I did it? I was on two episodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's almost half. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, is yeah. Oh my. Well, let's do it then, ready? No dirty talk, just podcasts, no turn-ons, so turn me on, by that I mean, this podcast, not interested, so don't date me, review me, just rate me, like, subscribe, don't date me, review me, just rate me. Like, subscribe, don't date me. I don't date me. I don't date me. I don't date me. Alexa, play the podcast, Don't Date Me. Okay, speaking of which, follow us on Instagram at it's James Bart and Twitter at it's James Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it? Well, you're listening to Don't Date Me, a podcast from Scotland where a certain number of adults discuss dating each week. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. I'm Jamie, a 37-year-old, 6'4", bisexual man and closet Christian, and I am super full up, and I'm <laughs> feeling anxious after watching horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Caitlin, I'm 27 years old, I am very single, so I am the best person for this particular episode. And unlike Jamie... I'm not very happy because when we ordered food earlier, they forgot half of my dinner, which was excellent. I offered you some of my truffle fries. Yeah, they weren't, I wasn't a fan, to be fair. They're not for you. Not for me. Well, we're here. We've made it. We're at the end of season three again. Slightly tipsy. Slightly tipsy. Um, I'm having, this is kind of like a throwback to one of the early episodes that me and Sarah did. We did one of the mini episodes where we, or was it one of the mini episodes or full-length episode? And we basically ate Monster Munch for dinner and then tanned mm-hmm. bottles of wine and then recorded the podcast and we were steaming. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a throwback a to that. Time. But shout out to everybody that's listened so far. Uh, you would have seen on the socials we, we posted some of our kind of stats from the Spotify rap thing, which is quite good. So thanks for everyone that listens. And uh, it was nice to see that our podcast is the top of some people's podcasts that they listen to, Yay. which is cool. Uh, podcast yeah. goals <laughs> yeah podcast goals and yeah and thank you as well for your reviews on Apple uh, podcasts as well it's always appreciated so keep it coming and if you've reviewed us on one platform do it on the others because it helps people find the podcast so 
Thanks. And also, just shout out to everyone that's been on the podcast so far. All my friends. So, Caitlin, thank you so much for agreeing to do it. Anytime. Um, it's been a unexpected and fun journey. Um, and it was, ne- it, as I've said previous times before, like, it was never my plan to start this podcast. It was actually Sarah's idea. <laughs> it was, this is her podcast. She's not even on it anymore because she's too busy. Um, but it's been really fun to hang out with friends talk about stuff that matters that you might not necessarily always talk about to be honest no and it's been actually really kind of eye-opening as well like discussing different lifestyles and stuff that i might have not thought of before um and i've learned a lot along the way so thanks for being part of the journey so far but let's talk about this week's poll that we've got on our social media caitlin so, this week we have a new poll for you to take part in on Twitter or Instagram. Our handle is Don't Date Me Pod. Do you think that non monogamy is becoming a new normal? Yes or no? Aye or no. So, what about you, Caitlin? Is non monogamy for you? Do you see yourself exploring these other options, like long term? Well, monogamy currently is not my thing and hasn't been for the last, what, seven years or so? So, yeah, I'm definitely of the monogamy is on the back burner at the moment. Interesting. Yeah, I would say it's it's not like monogamy hasn't been my aim. Mm. It's just never really came about. And as we as famously famously we've talked about, you know, my longest relationship is like two years. Yeah, it's longer than I'm, I'm like 37. <laughs> is it? What's your longest relationship? No. <laughs> I don't do relationships. So no relationships? No, not, never like a no long term thing. Yeah, That's no, so interesting. Never a long term exclusive thing. But do you dream for that? No. See, I don't know if I do either anymore, which no, is interesting. Which is really interesting that you should bring that up because I want to rewind all the way back to September when mm-hmm. I first came on the podcast and I said that social media and lifestyles these days do not fit around the whole monogamy thing. Because yeah. how many people do I know personally? Yeah who social media has taken a large part of their relationship breakdown. Yep. And also, even when I think about it, I know so many gay couples that they might not necessarily, like, be open, but they still, like, chat on Grindr and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is interesting. But yeah, so what we're going to do quickly is we're going to kind of summarise, I guess partly in some ways what we've learned so far in the podcast, but also uh, we're going to unpack a little bit more a new thing that I've only recently learned about, someone at work said about this, uh, situationships, and I was like, a what now? I'm like... It's just a name, new name. Uh, yeah. It's a classier name. A classier name for basically my life. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you sound a little bit less like, a sh- like someone a who walks bag. the streets. So <laughs> here are your official... Well, according to this podcast, <laughs> I don't know how official that is, but your official date, Don't Date Me uh, options... That are all your alternative to monogamy. Okay, so option number one is ethical non-monogamy. Have you heard about this before? No. Well, let me just go at this. Drink time. ASMR. Okay, so ethical non-monogamy is something we actually explored earlier on in season one of the podcast. It's basically the practice of taking part in romantic relationships that are not completely exclusive between two people. So it's different for different people. Sometimes there'll be, for some people, there'll be like a season of being a bit more open and kind of exploring other options. 
but you'll always come back to like your nesting partner as it were right okay so just kind of open kind of open yeah really. so it's like open for a little bit and then you're like right you get back here but then there's other people that it's consistently open but the the vital component of it is boundaries trust and honesty mm-hmm. so there's not none of that like behind your back nonsense is literally like hey i think they're hot go for it or whatever. Do right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then there's also like other aspects of it where some people will will want to know what's going on. Yeah. And there'll be other people that don't want to know. Yeah. But it's all very much set in boundaries and stuff, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. So that's like, option one. In that sense, you are in a committed relationship then, yeah? A thousand percent, yeah. Right, okay. Like you could like own property and like live with them. You've, there's a lot of trust there, isn't uh, there? A lot yeah. of trust. As we've talked about in the podcast previously, like, having a mortgage with someone, to me, is more stress-inducing than actually getting married, because there's more on the yeah. line. Okay, but anyway, that's option number one. Option number two, polyamory. Familiar? Yeah, I know about that one. Yeah, so we've explored that in the podcast as well, so we did that in season one, and we also did a follow-up episode in season two, where we explored polyamorous breakups, which I'd never even considered as a thing. But yeah, having more than one romantic relationship at a time. And I think the thing that kind of shifted my perception, because I never really thought about it, like I knew it was a thing, but mm-hmm. I never really like thought about it deeply. Um, the whole kind of perspective of loving, meaningful relationships. And I never really like thought of it like that before. But then when I spoke with polyamorous people, they were like, yes, that is the whole point. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like, seeing see unless you do something like this, or unless you're quite open uh-huh. to other people, you don't really think about these things. Like, let's face it, would your mum know any of this? No. Yeah, because neither would mine. <laughs> My yeah, mum would be like, what's that? Yeah, because I guess... Tell me about it. I think it's things are shifting. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely generational. I think it, it, things are shifting for sure. Okay, so that's option number two. Option number three is open. Wide open, baby. Get it open. So that's just an open relationship is an intimate relationship that is sexually non-monogamous. So can I can I ask a question on this one? Please. How is that different from... Non-ethical. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ethical non-monogamy. Yeah. So, well, actually, that's a good point. Because they're very similar. They are very similar, but... I guess, yeah, I guess there's overlap between them both. But ultimately, I think open could be less defined, maybe. As in more so that if you're open, then you're free to do whatever you want. I think so, But less of the ethical is when it's more ethical, you'd have to tell the person. Maybe, yeah. I think that's probably it. That kind of... Yeah, that sounds right. I just answered my own question. That sounds right. (laughs) Do you know, it's been that long since we've had to do a correction corner. Although I forget even what ours is, our version of that is called, but we used to do correction corner whenever we do something wrong on the previous episode. Mm-hmm. We've not done it for a long time, but n- this will be the episode yeah. that is alcohol involved. <laughs> Don't me. Listen to Faith Me, a podcast for the makers of Don't Date Me, which explores matters of identity through the lens of faith. Why do people put their faith in the unexpected, and how does it shape them? Let's find out. Hey, I'm Jamie, one of the presenters from Don't Date Me. On every episode of the show, for the past three seasons, I started every episode by saying that I'm a six foot four, bisexual man and closeted Christian. Obviously, it's a bit 
and it's supposed to be a bit tongue-in-cheek, but yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, a person of faith. I believe in something. Balancing that with my sexuality has been a challenge over the years, as I'm sure you could imagine. Maybe that's why I find matters of identity, generally speaking, so fascinating. Maybe I'm intrigued by how people form their identities as their struggles mirror my own. Throughout the Don't Date Me podcast, we explored matters of sexual identity, and it was fascinating. But in my new limited edition podcast series, I'm going to explore matters of faith, the cross-sections between personal identity and the things that people believe in, and it's not going to be what you're expecting. Follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. Don't date me. The next one is swinging, sometimes called wife swapping, husband swapping, or partner swapping, and is a sexual activity in which both singles and partners are in a committed relationship. Uh, sorry, in committed relationships, but sexually engaged with others for recreational purposes. I don't know why I said recreational purposes. Like a big party. But that's kind of like swinging in that sense, the way you've just described it, is a little bit different from... Very different from the other ones. Yeah, from... No, I meant like from the way you've just described swinging. It's different from like the way other people have said, yeah, I'm going to just swing it about. What do you mean? Just put your keys in the bowl on the way in. Is that not what that's what Yeah, that no, is, that maybe. is what that is, but like there's so many different aspects now. Like I have heard of so many stories about swinging. I didn't even know that this was an actual scene until about two years ago. Oh, I can show you the websites. Do you know yeah, I, I know went of, I know of the websites. Did I tell you I went, <laughs> I'm not I went on the undercover? Website. No. <laughs> so for one of the episodes for the non monogamy episode for season one, I went undercover in inverted uh, commas on a swinging website because I was trying to basically get people to it was yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know what (laughs) and I was trying to get people to like take part and give us their perspective and zero people got in touch yeah because like it's not something that a lot of people want to be known as exactly like (laughs) no no but a lot of I would say not to be controversial but I would say a lot of street people would want to get yeah yeah. because of like the conversations and stuff like that um I uh, (laughs) I only found out like the whole relations of the pineapples and um do you not know this? Pineapples? Pineapples is apparently a sign of um like if you have Being like a, a pineapple, it's a swinger thing, yeah. Where? So it's um pampas I think it's is it pampas leaves or pampas grass? Uh, uh papaya? No, pampas. Hold on, I'll show you. So if you have them where? Like in your Like in your house, like or something, it's a sign. So you can like wink at people and like point your football. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is some, that um, is some heterosexual nonsense. That. No, like this, here you go. That is what pampas grass is. Oh. You know how when you see them, like trees in people's garden? Oh. Apparently this, uh, back in the day, um, used the to be 60s. a sign. Like, not even the 60s, because, well, my mum's in her 50s, and she had said to us that, like, when it was mentioned, she was like, oh my God, like, that is a thing. Like, they always say that. Because we were talking about it, because um, someone we know, like, came out and said, yeah, like, she, they were into this whole swinging thing and um like obviously we were talking about it and my mum had said oh, can you google that and see if that's actually true what the pampas thing yeah because to be honest so that in some ways isn't surprising because if you think about it a lot of queer culture they have all the coding and stuff like that so they used to have like handkerchiefs and different colors and different pockets and stuff to mean different kinks and things like that 
Um, right, ready? Yeah. So, Google, according to Google, pampas grass was most most associated with swingers as having them grow outside the porch <laughs> was an indicator of sexual liberation and curiosity and oh, was wow. an invitation of such. Unsurprisingly, then inf- infamous connotations of the plant saw pampas grass rapidly fall out in favour among those outside the swinging community. Oh, wow. See, I didn't make it up. <laughs> I I was, at first, I thought something else that came out as some nonsense, but that's... Do you know what? Like, each to their own. you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. So, I'm never so gonna now, yeah, exactly. You're never going to go by someone's <laughs> house without going, oh, okay. I wonder if they planted that themselves so they moved in. <laughs> Next on the list of options is Unicorn, a person who joins a couple as their third partner for sex or even something more committed. Mm. What's your thoughts? So this is actually um, put to me a different way in the sense of it was actually put to me like originally through the whole swinging thing mm-hmm. um, and the person explained like, oh yeah, I'm a unicorn. Ah, okay. okay. But they didn't explain. They didn't say what it was. Yeah, no, they, like, no, they said that that was what the what it was and things like that. However, it's now came to light with research and things like that that a unicorn is a different term. Oh, right, okay. When him the swinging. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Well, you explained it to me earlier a little bit in the car by accident. Well... Well, when you said about it being a single person who joins couples... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't, like, kind of actively go out and swing themselves. True. Which is how it was put across to me. Oh. But and then I, again, maybe yeah, it's different for different people. Maybe it is, and maybe it's just the terminology because of how that person's seen. For sure. Yeah, the whole thing. Well, I find that one interesting because I... I I would say that I'm in some ways that, but didn't know I was yeah. that. <laughs> That's an funny. accidental unicorn. I'm an accidental unicorn. Uh, okay, and another one we've got, so our second last option is don't ask, don't tell relationships, which is one where both partners have permission to be involved with other people, but have agreed not to share information for those activities. Extracurricular. Extra. Curricular. Extra, extra, read all about it. How do we no, feel about that about one? Well, I think that... If you don't but know sidebar, it, we're not judging someone's no, not, lifestyle. No, we're just not, saying not how we engage with it. What, like, yeah. yeah, no, completely my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not judging other oh, people. No, no, no. You do what you want. You do, yeah. you boo. Whoever right. makes you happy. Exactly. Who, who am I to sit here and judge? Because everyone... <sighs> Who am I? Who am I, Judge? Have you seen my lifestyle? <laughs> um, no, with the whole... For me, that would be more of the... Unless you completely have it up front... Yeah. And you have that discussion at the very beginning. To me, that would just say... One of you started playing away and the other went... Right, okay, let's do it. That yeah. was how I would see that. Unless it was done out for, up front. Because in the other senses, that could be put through as non-ethical well this, ethical sorry yeah this is the thing like i think this one it's i'm totally down there and like yeah go you guys as long as it's the permission part yeah as long as that permission's there then that's fine yeah because it's almost like you're lying yeah and you're having to make up excuses and say yeah. oh yeah i'm going to i'm working late tonight but in actual fact but if you're they've working got, if naked. they've got permission but they just don't need to go into details yeah exactly which i find interesting because like I think there's only been a few times where I found myself in a kind of polyamorous uh, situation uh, and it kind of turned me on the idea of them being with other people. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so then I you can... It... No, hang on. Because I don't like... And then I'm like... Because then I'm like, and then what do you do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I kind of don't... I've, I've, I've never engaged with that one. That one's not for me. Yeah, like... Or do you think... You, could you do that one? Come to the next question. Okay. Right, come to the next on the list, mm-hmm. and then I'll tell you why. Right. Okay, so the last one on our list of options is situationship. Which, as I found out, is a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. Also known as friends with benefits. True. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I think it's interesting, the whole friends with benefit concepts, because sometimes you're not really friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... Oh, I know, Jamie! So, that's why I find... Because I don't treat my friends like that. Do you not? Well, some of them do. But, exactly. <laughs> but some some of the best relationships start out as you not being friends. Yeah. And you've heard of pillow talk, right? Yeah. Pillow talk makes you friends. Yeah, I guess so. Well, let's chat about situationships then. In interviews with 150 undergraduate students during the 2020 to 2021 academic year... Lisa Wade, Associate Professor of Sociology at Tulane University, US, observed that Gen Z are more reluctant to define the relationship or even admit to wanting a relationship to progress. Interesting. So we'll share the the reference to that in the show notes. So, does that surprise you? No. Doesn't surprise me either. Doesn't surprise me. And we established before that because I had to ask you yeah. what I was. And as a millennium... I think it's there's a, a bit of as a millennial. <laughs> a millennial. I am a millennial. I, I am millennium. <laughs> okay, so as a millennial, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I've I've actually said, and I'm sure I said it on the last time I was on the podcast as well about the fact that there's a lot of people my age that I have said before, and I'll say it every time till I'm blue in the face. Yeah. If you're not in a relationship before you're like the age of twenty. A lot of the time, I just don't think it's going to work. What, that you're going to find one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Until, like, maybe maybe until you're older, but then again, you're 37. <laughs> How rude. How dare you. No, it's true. That's the wine coming out. Don't date me. Access Parkour is Scotland's leading provider for parkour and movement classes across Edinburgh and Scotland. They create non-competitive physical spaces that allow people to develop the skills they need to overcome physical and mental barriers. All their coaches are friendly, experienced and qualified through two major parkour qualification providers. Their coaches are also first aid trained and personally selected and approved by Access Parkour for their high standards of teaching. They also have classes for everyone kids classes for ages between 8 to 16 years, adult single sessions or longer monthly programmes, and they even offer concession rates for those who are running on a tight budget, keeping the sport accessible. To book a session or for more information, visit their website, accessparkour.com and head to their Instagram or Facebook pages to learn more about their work and to see them in action. Challenge yourself and succeed in the challenges you face with Access Parkour. Don't 
So when researching this episode, we found an article by Anna Madrias Miller and Perry... O'Blumberg. <laughs> I said it right. O'Blumberg. On women's health that outlines the pros and cons of situationships. And we'll, uh, we'll be popping a wee reference in the show notes. So, what's the pros? Pros. It's an opportunity for self-growth. Now, I have to 100% wholeheartedly agree with this. In right. what way? Well, and Let's I ha- unpack how a situationship okay. could be an opportunity for self-growth. Okay, actually, hang on. We should now mention, actually, that um, my whole dating aspect has been of situationships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of the best person to be in, be in this and yeah. discuss the whole situationships thing. Um, cons, I spent... Cons? Cons? Pros, sorry. This is the way. <laughs> pros, pros even. I'm all for the pro. Um, right. So for pros, I spent years thinking to myself that I need to be one type of way or one type of person in order to make a man happy. Oh no. Then I got to the stage where I was like, no. No. No, no. This is for me. Yeah. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. It's what I need. I don't need no one else telling me what I do and do not need. That was personal growth. Yeah. Right? And if I had someone breathing down my neck saying, oh, we should need to do this or we should do that, mm. that wouldn't have worked for me. Uh, yeah, it would have at the yeah. time, but I wouldn't be the person that I am now. I would agree, because I would say like... You can't grow in a relationship the way that you can when you're not in a relationship. For That's my... Fantastic. Yeah, I would say like for my rebound from the most recent relationship that was not the greatest for me. You know, the best sex of my life, mm-hmm. first of all. But also, it was at the right time with someone that I trusted and, yeah. and you know, we had an, a nice situationship. Yeah. And it was good. And I didn't want a relationship. Um, and it, it, you know, I could work on myself whilst also getting some uh, intimacy with someone but without all the kind of relationship baggage because yeah. I was dealing with my own stuff. Exactly. So yeah, Which I can situa- say Situationships are perfect for that because as you say, it does give you that opportunity to grow yourself and have that on the back burner and not have to worry about satisfying those needs. Which kind of brings on to the next point. Yeah, what the next pro is individuals having the freedom to make decisions and explore their passions separate from another person. Which sounds amazing. And to be honest, I think... Even if I end up in a relationship with someone, I need to ha- have a very separate I'm the same. life I'm in too, some ways. I, I feel as if now I'm too... Um, yeah. Self-reliant? No, not self-reliant. Too, um, I've lived on my own, own too long. Yeah. Right? And I feel as if I'm too independent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get to the stage when I'm around someone or I'm with someone or like someone lives with me or whatever. I get to a stage where I feel claustrophobic. Yeah. And I need my own space. I get that. Like, can I mention celebrities right now? Sure. Right. I know they're not together anymore, but the perfect marriage and relationship thing for me was Helena Bonham Carter and yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had houses next door to each other. Ideal. That would Yeah, exactly. Imagine. Ideal. Like, come over, give me what I need, what I want, and then get to. Exactly. I like being a starfish in the bed. Hell yeah. What's next? Yeah. Um, a situationship allows... Hold on, hang on. Yeah, no, that is the right one. Um, a situationship allows for intimacy without commitment. Which sounds divine. Yeah. Which it is, though. Yeah. Because... 
as we've just said, you can have that intimacy. And then when you need that space on your own, you're like, okay, bye now. Sidebar, would you say that a situationship is healthier than a one-night stand? 100%. I would agree. If done correctly. Yeah. As right. long as, 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 long long as, as you, you both, both are on the no, same page. Yeah, exactly. And there's no ex- like there's uh, no expectations on either side. Yeah. You both know exactly what you want. Yeah. That You both know that this isn't going to progress to anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if one of you starts to feel that way, yeah. take a break, shut it down, whatever. And if one of you professes that they don't Love want you. that, but then they they are doing behaviours that indicate they they do want that, yeah, that's problematic. That's, yeah, that's known big. as a red flag. Yeah, <laughs> red flags. <laughs> Just from personal experience. What's next? Uh, situationships can be convenient for people for certain chapters and people's lives. What's your thoughts? Hundred percent agreed. I agree. Yeah, because. They always say, like, my parents have always said, you're when you're young, that's your time to be free, do what you want, figure out who you are for yourself and stuff like that. And if you are in a situation, you have that ability to do that because you're not, re- you're not relying on anyone else. You don't have to turn around and say, oh, I'm going to go do this or, oh, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. You're not answering to anyone other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I have witnessed so many different relationship types and I think it's other people's relationships that's put me off relationships. Exactly, yeah. In fact, because that's the thing. When me and Sarah started this podcast, we reflected on the fact that a lot of our friends who were married five or six years ago and would say, always say to us, oh, we're so jealous. Like, you get to both live your life and do your thing. They're now not married yeah. anymore. It happens a lot. Like, I've seen a lot of times as well where people got in relationships really young they were together for like years and stuff like that and then some of them are turning around now bearing in mind I said it said at the start of the podcast as well I'm 27 mm-hmm. like in the time in which I've fit a lot into that time yeah right like a lot of partying a lot a lot a lot of partying a lot of different things and stuff like that whereas these people have been with one person they don't know who they are as one individual they don't know. They only know themselves as a, as a them. couple. Some of them. Yeah, a lot of people, like the people that I know, that's yeah. what I mean. Um, but those people don't know how to be alone, and I think my issue a lot of the time that's is so I don't know how to be yeah with someone. Yeah. So. Well, there we go. That's the pros. Okay, so the cons. My pro turned into a con there. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. So, individuals in a situationship don't get consistent, stable support. That's not true. I'd have to disagree. No, with no, that. no. But in some situations, in some situations, yes, yeah. I would say in an unhealthy situation, that's the case, or can be the case. Yeah, because unhealthy. Because, because ultimately, you shouldn't if, be right. Yeah. Essentially, what you shouldn't be with someone uh-huh. who is not supportive. Oh yeah, and who is not going to like if you're having a bad like time, who's not going to be there and understand you. You're being used. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. That's not a two-way street. You're being used. And from someone who's been in that situation, mm. that's not how it should be working. Yeah. So I would say... Did the pro just become a con? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a con. No, that was a Sorry. con. That was a con. No, I would say... Yeah, so I, I would say, like, as long as you were clear with setting expectations and boundaries and stuff, this one shouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. But it is a thing if you're not doing it right, to be honest. Okay, next con would be you're making yourself emotionally vulnerable. No, not necessarily. I think, hmm, that's a weird one. I think maybe the first time 
if you do it more than once, right, the first time you kind of open yourself up to be emotionally vulnerable because you're in a different situation. You're in something that you've not experienced before and you're not, you're kind of trying to navigate that experience and sometimes a lot of the time people think, oh, this is going to become something, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not because one of you doesn't want that. One of you simply wants what they want. I would say you're emotionally vulnerable as much as you make yourself. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I think it's super unhealthy if someone's not at the point where they're, like, conscious and how vulnerable they're making themselves. But, like, reflecting on my situationship a a wee while back, where, to me, it was just a situationship, but then Mm -hmm. they were doing the the boyfriend crumbs and being all, like, acting like it was going to be a thing. And you're like, wait, hang on a second. And everyone in my life was like, no, no, that's that's indicative of that he's wanting more kind of thing. And even, like, jealous behaviours and stuff like that. Like, you get jealous. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then... it just it was not it was just a situation ship kind of thing to them yeah um so yeah once bitten twice as shy so i i think i'd be a lot more wary about situation ships in the future but I, that's only after having that experience would you do it again would i do a situation ship again yeah yeah well I, I did that really for my rebound didn't i yeah so so yeah um okay another con everything feels so ambiguous yeah, I can see that, to be fair. Um, I would say, again, if you're doing it wrong. Yeah, if you're doing it wrong. If you're not setting boundaries or saying... Sometimes it takes some time to learn where you want to be in your situationship. And other times you go into that situationship and know exactly where you want to be. Yeah. For instance, the first situationship I had, I didn't. it started off really toxic. Like, really toxic. Because... I don't think either of us knew what we wanted. Yeah. And then it was kind of a learning curve for both of us. And it it took us a very long time to get to where we needed to be. Like, abnormally long. Mm. And I wholeheartedly... How long did this last one? (laughs) Like months? (laughs) Um, Five years. Wait, that's longer than some people's relationships. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so in some I, ways that is kind of a relationship yeah but there was a lot of toxicity yeah. in that uh, to the stage where it took us two, four and a half to actually get on the same page mm-hmm. and things really changed and then no sorry three and a half years um, things really changed and it became more of a two-way street because it was always one-sided. Well, that brings us to the last con of there can be conflict. <laughs> yeah, a lot of conflict. If you're not, like, going... How old were you, though? When it started, 21. Yes, that's really young. Yeah. You're a wee baby. But now, like, the knowledge... I know. ...is key, and experience is key. For sure. And, like, as I said... Would you do it again? I'm doing it again. (laughs) With the same person? No, completely different person. Yeah, but no, the difference is, like, I've found the easiest way to be in a situation with someone is when neither of you know each other's friends. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, actually, no, a thousand percent agree. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think that situationships should happen Mm -mm. if there is other involvement 
yeah. on both sides For and sure. there's one person saying oh this person's saying this about you and they're really into it and this that and the next thing because things start to change and you shouldn't you, really yeah, care you should it's, no you shouldn't care but you've also got people saying to you he likes you he wants to be more and this, that and the next thing and then you've got him telling you no that's not true and it's like well he's told me this, that and the next thing all the conflict it's so much conflict and it's so unnecessary that 100% the best place to be in a situationship is when you don't know other people involved in the situationship well if you find yourself in a relationship and you're not sure what the status is we found a fun BuzzFeed quiz which we'll share on our socials that you could do uh, to kind of show you where your relationship status is. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah, what was yours? Really funny. Because I took the quiz right at the start when obviously you said yeah. about it, Jamie. Um, mine's came up with hooking up. Oh. You're into each other enough to have mess around, but there isn't any friendship or feelings attached. It is just is what it is. It is what it Which is. Which I would 100% say as exactly what the situation ship I am in is. But I would say generally speaking <laughs> You never get it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, clearly you never get it right the first time in terms of situation ships. There's a bit of trial and error. Uh, but but I then think, again you could say that with everything. Everything on yeah. that list. Like there's a lot of Exploration to do. Exploration to do. There's a lot of trust that has to be in relationships in order to open up your relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of trust. Yeah. And it's one of those ones where you kind of have to question if both of you are ready for that and if both of you are mature enough for that. So yeah, communication is key. And then I think the other thing that I would say is my takeaways is that I am I still I just honestly it'll be so interesting in like 10 years time to listen back to these podcasts because <laughs> I literally have zero idea he'll where be, I'm at he'll be married with kids or I know I'll probably be heterosexual like, um, no but like I, I just because even when I look at this list like I can see benefits to all of the options yeah but it's for me it's literally it will be depend on who I'm with yeah to be honest oh yeah no 100% like there's nothing hotter than seeing a, a couple that are into each other make out, though. Just saying. Unicorn, I'd have to disagree unicorn with forever. That. Really? I would have to disagree with that. Yeah, I just think oh, it's I so cringy. Oh, no, I love It's great. <laughs> so, we would like to know what your thoughts are on situationships. Are you in one? Would you ever explore that kind of relationship? Drop us a WhatsApp voice note or send us a message by hitting the contact button on our Instagram instagram.com forward slash don't date me pod and as always if you have any dating horror stories need some advice or really want to share an opinion then email it to don't date me pod at it's jamiesparks.com so that's us for season three of don't date me we will be back in the new year with more episodes in the meantime why not go back and listen to some previous episodes that you might have missed there's three whole seasons to go back and listen to. And also all the mini episodes as I well. I should really catch up sooner. Hell yeah. Uh, and also don't forget to review us as well. It helps people find the show. So as we say in the same way every single week. Get your keys in the bowl. Get the pampas grass at the door. Get your knickers done and have a ball. <laughs> and uh, no, don't date me. <laughs> and don't date me. <laughs> Hey, thank you for listening. The Don't Date Me podcast is created by Jamie Sparks Productions. If you enjoyed it, follow our show and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can rate us each time you listen to an episode. 
Pure Diet as it helps people find our show. Keep in touch by dropping us an email at don'tdatemepod at itsjamiesparks.com and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at don'tdatemepod. If you love what we're doing, please consider donating to UNICEF to aid the people of Ukraine. Recently, our listeners raised £410 after gift matching. You can find the link in the show notes. See you on the next episode.